We are happy to have with us Bruce Kirk, an Emmy Award-winning news broadcaster. Bruce is originally from Kent, Ohio, and has been on faculty here at Liberty in our television program for several years, and very happy to have Bruce with us. Bruce, tell us, what got you interested in the news business? Well, I went to college to be a pharmacist, so <laughs> that's, I guess, a good starting place, right? It's totally opposite from broadcast. And along the way, I ran into a fellow who said, you have a really good voice. You should do something with it. And little did I know what that would lead to, but it sort of led me down a road to say, well, let me go make an audio tape and, and maybe eventually a video, and we'll see if it gets anywhere. I went and knocked on doors of radio stations and then found a job uh, part-time working in Columbus, Ohio at a radio station, uh, WNCI, and uh, that's sort of where it began. So I didn't go to college for this. I went to college to be a pharmacist, but I learned it on the job. Right. Yes, Bruce and I both grew up in the state of Ohio, mm -hmm. and so know many of these things. Right. We have here three Emmys, and the first Emmy um, was awarded for a broadcast you did at Kent State. Would you right. tell us about this? Sure. Um, I was a student at Kent State in the uh, uh, early 70s. The riots at Kent State occurred over the Vietnam War in 1970, May 4th. And 10 years later, by that time, I was in broadcasting, working in television in Columbus, Ohio. Um, had started in radio, as I mentioned. By that time, had gone into television. And we went back and did a documentary on Kent State to sort of look at what had happened. And, uh, you know, a lot of those young folks who were involved in the National Guard were just like us. They were college students. Uh, but they happened to be in the National Guard, and they were drawn into the to the fray, if you will, because they were they were stationed at Kent State. And one little side that was interesting was one of my colleagues who I worked with on this um, is now a reporter for CBS News. His name is Bob Orr. Okay, you know these um, television lights are a reminder about the importance of perspiration in the business, <laughs> and I'd just like you to talk about the work ethic. How much is there a struggle between inspiration and perspiration? <laughs> well, you know, a lot of folks have seen movies like Anchorman and you see some of these uh, depictions of what it's like uh, to have the pressure of something happening live and, and the lights and all the people in the studio. Um, I, I often tell my students, uh, Dr. Allison, I think that if you can get to a place where you understand that what you're asked to do is do something very natural in a very unnatural setting. That, that's the key, I think, to what makes successful television. You're going to be asked to do this with lights and cameras and people in the background watching you right now, and you've got to be able to get past that and communicate to that camera in a one-on-one -on -one way. And so I think that the, the you sort of get to a place, a comfort zone, where you learn, you know, and not everybody does. I mean, let's be honest. People that are successful in broadcasting can do that. People that can't will never be successful in broadcasting because this doesn't go away. Over the years, you've worked with many very talented students. Do you have any uh, students that have gone on to be successful in broadcasting? Yes. Um, I, I'm really happy to say that a number of my students have done very well. Um, I don't think that's because of me, but maybe they did it regardless. Um, one young fella is working for the network uh, NBC right now up in New York. Um, he is a social media expert. Uh, started out as a producer with me and then a reporter and then did some anchoring and then made his way around several different stations in the country 
Um, I hired him here when I was a news director in uh, Lynchburg uh, at the ABC affiliate. He went on to Richmond, he went on to Connecticut, and now he's in New York at, at the network. Um, some other folks who are working at CNN uh, in major markets around the country as well. So, uh, yeah, a, a number of folks who have done very well. I think it's interesting that our graduates have gone in not only to work in some news positions like um, Fox News, we right. have one graduate covering right. the Supreme Court right now, but also some have gone in to uh, work in missions mm -hmm. and um, working for church media mm -hmm. outlets, which is all very exciting. Mm -hmm. But um, you mentioned that you worked as a news producer, mm -hmm. right? Am I right? You started working as an assignment editor. Assignment editor, assigning stories, deciding what we would cover each day. And of the um, three positions that you mentioned, assignment editor, news uh, anchor, mm -hmm. and the um, news producer, mm -hmm. do any of these positions have more challenges than the others? Oh, I think they all have their own unique challenges like any job. Uh, we often say in the television business that a news assignment editor is the most thankless job there is. The pressure is unbelievable. Um, you're dealing with multiple staff trying to coordinate their behavior, where they're going to be, how they're going to be there, how long they're going to be there, when they get back. Uh, did they cover the story the way you thought they were going to cover it? All those sorts of things. I think a producer's position is right behind that, uh, Dr. Allison. Um, a producer is very powerful position deciding what stories go on the air and what newscast, at what length, are they live, are they tape, are they packages, what are we going to do? Uh, so there's a lot of pressure there and things change rapidly. There's a lot of late breaking news. So a producer is sort of juggling balls in the air at the same time. Uh, I, I think they're each unique. Uh, I was a news director as well. And, and that's where you sort of step back and fly at 10,000 feet and look at the whole landscape of everything that's happening and decide how do we get these chess pieces to, to be moved around to make this work. You know, Bruce, I think some of our comm study students are looking at journalism and writing in a news business mm -hmm. and wondering about the future with the uh, development of new media and how news is reported. And I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts about the future of the news profession. Well, it's changing rapidly, and, and honestly, um, I don't think we all know what's going to happen. I mean, how is it really going to change? Um, I, I, I still think that good writing will survive no matter what. Um, you know, people that want to be on TV often, they look at it as a visual medium. They see the cosmetics of it. They don't think about what's behind that. What's behind that is you've got to be a good writer. You've got to be a good reporter. You have to be able to dig things out. You can't take no for an answer. Those skills, I think, will survive no matter what we are doing if, if you're in the media. To your point, though, about social media, um, we have a big push right now for something called citizen journalism, or we call it me journalism or you journalism. Uh, you'll see all the networks, all the local stations, newspapers, magazines, um, websites are all seeking information from their audience. They want the viewers uh, to, to send them the material to help them cover the news, if you will. And therein comes what we call citizen journalism. I think there'll be more of that. I think more will be coming from the outside into our newsrooms that we don't generate, that comes from another source. The problem with that is the ethics of that. It's controlling the content. How do I know where that came from? How do I know you own the rights to that? There's lots of those legal issues that I think will come up. And then there's one more thing which is sort of evolving. And that is 
um, what we call sort of a customized news. If you look at television news, it's what we call appointment television, appointment viewing. You have to be there at 5 o'clock to watch the news. You have to be there at 11 o'clock to watch the news. Well, in today's world, people don't do that. People either record it or they want to watch it later or they don't want to watch it at all. And, and, and so there's been a sort of a push to customize, which is to say, okay, I want this story and these kind of stories and these kind of stories. Send those to my iPhone. Send those to my computer. That's what I want to watch. I don't want to sit and watch your 30-minute newscast because I don't have the time and the patience for that. So I think, I think that's where some of the evolution is coming as well. Okay. Well, it's been our pleasure to have Bruce Kirk, Emmy Award-winning news producer mm -hmm. with us. And uh, Bruce, thank you. Thanks, Dr. Much. Allison. Appreciate it.